I'm Quentin Carlin, and welcome to the Self-Develop Life Podcast, the ultimate personal and professional development coaching, consulting, and counseling show where I interview industry experts to help you upgrade and optimize your limitless health, wealth, and lifestyle. Here we dive into a variety of topics such as fitness, finances, faith, family, relationships, dating, divorce, biohacking, business, investing, mindset, meditation, minimalism, religion, spirituality, and success secrets, and many other life hacking tips, techniques, and tools to help educate, inspire, and empower you to live your most self-developed life possible. So if you're interested in any of those topics, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast and YouTube channel where all these episodes are also filmed and uploaded. Before we get started, I want to give a special shout out to the show sponsors and give you access to some limited time, really awesome bonus announcements to upgrade your fitness and finances. You can access all these tools and other resources. I'll continually add an update on the show website at www.selfdeveloplife.com along with my other social media accounts. So you can reach out and follow me. I'd love to connect with you. So go ahead and do that. Announcement number one, the world-famous 30-day no-alcohol challenge is now an official SDL show sponsor, which is amazing because this massive online community-driven program has been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, CNN, that my friend James Swanwick, who is an ex-ESPN sports announcer, created. Look, I took this challenge two years ago, 2017 in January. And I committed that I would stop drinking for 30 days. And I felt so good and was so productive that I kept it going. And it's been two years. I'm not saying that I haven't had a drink in those two years, but I've been 100% sober and hangover free. And it's been amazing. So if you're looking to cut back on your drinking and save money on those expensive bar tabs and have your liver and wallet thank you, go to www.30daynoalcoholchallenge.com forward slash Quinton, or simply click the link below in the show notes. And when you enroll, DM me a screenshot on either my Instagram or Facebook account. And I'm going to give you an extra bonus where I'm going to be your sponsor and mentor for that month. That's right. I'm offering a free one-on-one coaching with you to help support you as you take this life-changing program, because basically I want as many people as possible to benefit from it. Um, So use my special link below and begin your 30-day sobriety detox cleanse now. I'd be honored to support you. For more information on that, go back and listen to episode 32, 33, and 34 to hear James's incredible story and the thousands of other people who have already taken this 30-day no-alcohol challenge and can create your supportive environment to keep you accountable and help you navigate how to date and be social and go out and not drink. It's amazing. So that's announcement number one. Announcement number two, now that you have all this free time that you're sober for the next month, uh, maybe the first time in months or decades you've ever done that, what are you now going to do with all of your newfound spare time? Well, how about do something productive, like start a side hustle online business? And it's never been easier since I've been involved in the e-commerce space since 2007 and have seen countless business models and systems. I got to say, I've never seen one that's gotten the incredible results that one website template has. That is ClickFunnels. Guys, it's massive. 
If you want to convert your traffic into paying customers, go get your number uh, $1 account trial set up in the link below or on selfdeveloplife.com. And go ahead and check out episode 39 for an overview on how thousands of people just like you are using this easy to use software to sell anything to anyone online. All right. And lastly, announcement number three, I have a 90 day health and wealth coaching challenge for you. I've used the same e-commerce system that I mentioned previously to start a business selling the number one selling CBD essential oil in the industry that is actually farmed out of the US. So if you suffer from any anxiety, depression, joint pain, insomnia, or even cancer or any other serious ailments, this natural medical breakthrough alternative is exactly what you need. And as a listener, I can even hook you up with a free sample bottle by doing these two things in this limited time giveaway. Number one, go leave a five-star review and comment ranking on iTunes right now about just saying what you enjoy about this podcast. Is it the guests? Is it the inspiration you get? Anything. Just leave a simple, short comment and screenshot that and DM me on uh, Instagram or Facebook, and I will choose a random winner each month. Number two, go ahead and take the 90-day CBD challenge free tour that is in the show notes below or on the selfdeveloplife.com site. And also listen to episode number 33, 36, and, or sorry, 35, 36, and 37, where I have doctors and specialists sharing info that will blow your mind about the health benefits of this. Look, like this is an amazing opportunity, both health-wise and this might be something that you want to be start promoting on your side business. Because uh, this is not the gold rush, it's the green rush of the booming CBD legalized hemp industry. And no, you don't get high off this. This is medicinal. It's not recreational. And as I said, I don't drink and I don't do drugs. I just see this as an incredibly rare opportunity for you to get on to the ground floor of this brand new market. It's kind of like finding out about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency early, just like I did when I found Ethereum that was like $14 and it peaked at $1,500. It was amazing. So speaking of that, um, I also have a Bitcoin and crypto course that you can go and download now. It's everything that I've learned, resources, safety, storage, everything you need to know if you want to get involved investing in the crypto industry. And that is along with my new book coming out called Money Hacks. It's a video course and ebook that talks about 25 different ways for you to make more money and save more money. This is what they should be teaching people in school, but unfortunately they don't. So I'm teaching you this here on my site. So to wrap this up, if any of these announcements and resources sound interesting and appealing to you and you want some more info, feel free to book a free one-on-one 45-minute coaching and consulting call with me where we can talk about anything and everything you want. And this is just a way for me to kind of give back and get to know my listeners. Like I love so much. I'm so uh, grateful and humble that you're sharing and supporting this show. Um, So I want to give back. So I've got my calendar schedule uh, below. Book a time and I'll give you a call. And that's that. 
So thanks again for sharing the show. If you haven't shared it with a friend, just go ahead and copy this link and send it out to a couple people or take a screenshot of it and post it on your Instagram. I'm really trying to get more listeners here and promote what we're doing and all the amazing guests that we have on. And speaking of amazing guests, we've got an incredible lineup of shows coming down. So make sure you keep tuning in. So that is it for the business and pleasure is now out of the way. So let's start with today's conversation. Welcome back, everyone. And we have an interesting episode that's kind of a follow-up from a couple of the, uh, the past ones here, talking about family. And I have a guest that I'm going to introduce right away here. Uh, before I do, I want to give you the context of how we uh, have gotten connected here and what made me want to bring her out um, onto the show to share uh, what she's going through. So um, I saw this post pop up on my Facebook newsfeed. It says, looking for my father. I have always wanted to meet him, but I always seem to come up empty handed. Surprising in this day and age. If you know how to find people, I would appreciate any help. Here's the only information I have. Francisco, Frank, Sotoro, might not have pronounced that right, apologies. Born early 1940, September 4th in Venice, Italy. He was in Toronto, Canada in the late 60s and early 70s. Please feel free to share. And this was a post by Christa, excuse me, uh, Krista Braley, who I've connected with about a decade ago uh, in a previous business venture. And I w reached out to her to kind of reconnect for one and two, to share her story because coming from the last episode, if you haven't watched it or listened to it yet, I think that it really has the impact to really change family dynamics and relationships between parents and children. And it's super, some, something that I'm super passionate about and I'll share more about that here. But I think that there's a lot of people in your situation, I'm gonna bring you on here right now to maybe introduce yourself. Um, and I hope that this kind of brings full spectrum how important and kind of uh, necessary these bonds of parents and children are and how if that's lacking, it, it does feel like a, a kind of like wanting to fill a void of some sort. So I've been rambling. I want to invite our guest in. Come on in and share. Yeah. Hey there. Yeah, it's great to be here. And I really appreciate this. This is this is really cool. Um, yeah, I put that post up because uh, a friend suggested it. And I thought, well, that's a great idea to start using social media. Um, so I've never met my father. I've never seen a picture. My mom and him got together when they were both young and uh, carefree. And uh, I think she got pregnant and they decided this wasn't necessarily a situation to get married and, and she felt like she wanted to just do it on her own and he probably had other things going on and wanted to pursue that. And, and she, she, she was just fine to, to again, do it on her own. So, um, and that was 1970. So it was a really um, sort of brave move on her part to, to go solo. I know when she was renting apartments, that was really difficult with a, with a young, 
young daughter, people thought she was a partier because she had, she was a single mom with a kid, which of course nowadays we wouldn't even think twice about that. So um, she never kept contact. Uh, I don't think she really thought that was important, I suppose, um, for whatever reason. Mm. And I've always thought through the years, I'd like to meet him and, and I've done, tried to find him here and there and, and I've just never really had any luck at all. And I don't think his name is actually that unusual. Uh And, you know, as we we have more and more things at our fingertips, um, I have done my DNA. Um, My mom has as well. So it's easier to look at who isn't, whoever's not connected with the two of us um, would be his side, but they all seem very distant. So I, I haven't done contacts there. There's still a lot of things that I'd, I'd like to follow up with, but it, right. it hasn't been easy. I'm having to, to dig and, and reach out to, for help. And um, it's frustrating for sure. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine because, well, one of the things that uh, when I saw that post, I, I know a number of people suggested the DNA. And I, I actually, another reason why I'm interested is I've got my, uh, heritage DNA that I just ordered like one of the things that inspired me to do was your post because yeah I, I've been wanting to know exactly where I'm from and I think that that's such an important thing for people I, I'm like I think everyone should have this uh, done to find out exactly where your roots are um, on top of any family members you may be able to connect with as well but the older I get the more I'm really interested and intrigued about who am I? Where am I from? What's my family tree, genealogy and everything, you know, like I'm just kind of really, when I'm younger, I'm, I was so probably self-absorbed with my own life. I didn't care about anyone else's, but when you get older, you kind of want to figure these things out. Right. And, um, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, there are some people that are really connected to the history and, and others who aren't. And, and I'm, certainly one who isn't even on my mom's side. It's, we know, we know quite a bit back, but not a huge amount. And I think that brings that curiosity of, of meeting that other half, because I know for me, I feel like there's a lot of traits I have, I feel that aren't necessarily part of my mom's side that I'd love to know, okay, you know, meeting my father just to see if there's those connections and feeling like maybe I'll, I'll understand myself better somehow. Um, and just to know what, what he's like, I think it would be, it would be really interesting. And for my children as well, they're older, they're, uh, 17 or 18 and 19 now, almost 20. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be really nice, nice for them too. My son in particular, he gets really interested in, in, uh, yeah, backgrounds and where people are from and all the traits that we have from, from those. Right. Well, you know, like when we were kind of talking before we started rolling here, um, I shared one of my main motivations to hear your story was because, uh, as I shared in the previous episode with Eric, um, this guy has an incredible story. Um, I'll kind of give you the brief overview of it. He has a video that has over about 1.5 million views that he had when he was in the, the, the local courthouse, basically fighting for his right to see his son and be a part of his child's life. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is kind of the opposite spectrum of that of having a child wanting to be able to be connected with their parent. And, you know, over half the population is in this scenario somehow because 
if you look at the separation or divorce rate, it's over 50%. And unfortunately, a lot of people after that happens are either alienated from their children or the relationship kind of fades because of the access or custody is very uh, limited. Um, or one parent makes it impossible for the other parent to be involved, which is kind of unfortunately my situation that I shared in that uh, previous episode. Um, and my goal is to kind of hear what, you know, my dad tells me a story when he was younger that one of his friends never knew his father after they got separated. And when he turned 18 years old, he said, mom, I'm going to go look for dad. And he left, yeah. he just left and went and found his dad and they have a great relationship. And yeah. one reason why I wanted to have the, you on here is to try and give people hope and inspiration to try and mend those broken relationships and mm -hmm. reconnect and reconciliate, you know, conciliate with uh, kind of alienated or, or estranged parents or brothers or sisters, you know, like family is really all that you have, you know, like that's who yeah. you are. And whatever the reason why that bond may have been uh, broken or strained, get over it because that person's not going to be here for long. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as I said before, um, I'm really easy to find my, there's not a lot of people with my name and I've never changed it throughout my lifetime, right. but I can imagine from his side feeling like, well, maybe even if he has looked, um, maybe he wouldn't feel comfortable stepping in because he wouldn't know that I was interested to find him or, um, yeah, so I, I know that would be awkward for there too. And, and I also recognize that it could be opening up a can, can of worms or whatever the saying is at his end because he may have a, another family and I may have half brothers and sisters somewhere and they wouldn't know about me. So um, I know it's also walking on kind of a, a fine line there, but right. at the same time, I feel like it's at my point in life and, and I know that he would be probably in his 70s now. So... Mm -hmm. hopefully at a point in his life where he feels like that would be okay to um to connect and and open up that that uh that side of things well and then there's the whole other side of things i'm not saying this is your case at all but there's a majority of men out there who are fathers that don't even know that they're fathers yes you know? absolutely absolutely it's like, true it's true yeah. there's so many and my dad tells me all these stories about guys he was growing up with that he knows for a fact that the girl was pregnant before she started dating this so-and-so guy and now okay. he's raising a kid that's not his and the other natural biological father had no idea and will yeah, never know yeah. because back then they didn't have the the dna testing and the paternity tests yeah. and things like that so exactly. I, I think there's a lot of families out there that mm -hmm. would be in a big surprise if they did dig a little deeper you know? Yeah. And I, and I certainly asked the question to myself, like, what, what does it matter? What does it matter if I meet him or don't meet him? And I think, I think in the end, I think it'll be a good experience no matter what. And I also feel that it'll be something that I would regret later on in life if I didn't make that happen. Yeah. And then it was at a time where he probably passed and, and maybe, maybe he has passed and maybe that's why it's difficult to find him too. Um, that's also very very possible I guess um, but I think in the end it's just I know I would regret it if I didn't so 
I'm, well, I'm pushing through. I've got, since I posted that post, I've had a lot of suggestions of places to look and, and right. different ideas, which have been quite amazing. So over the holidays, I'm going to be digging in deeper and seeing what I come up with. Well, do you want to maybe share some of those ideas? Because there's probably people out there watching this or listening and being like, hey, like, I, I'm in that situation. Like, I would love to reach yeah. out or reconnect. Like, what, what are some of the things that people have mentioned out of curiosity? That's a great idea. I'm going to quickly look on my Facebook page to, uh, to pull some of them up. Mm-hmm. Um, like, obviously, the ones that the DNA. And then there were some really just interesting ones here. Just a sec. I'm going to have to on my page here. Yeah, no problem. My post. You know, I'll, Sorry, kind of, I'll, I'll kind of share this too while you're looking is that, did I say on air here? I, I know I mentioned it previously when we were talking about um, my friend who's abdo- uh, adopted that was wanting to find his natural parents that I mentioned. Oh yes, yeah. Right, so you yeah. know, like the, the other reason why when I saw your post is I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who I never knew that his parents, uh, well, he's adopted. And he was saying how he got this DNA test done kind of secretly because he doesn't really want to um, tell his, I guess, adopted parents that he's looking for his biological parents. And, you know, I was telling him like, yeah, like you definitely have every right to want to know your biological roots in your family. Like that's, totally natural and any adopted you know uh, or foster parents or anything like that they would understand that or they should understand that and give the child Mm. space to explore because that's going to make them feel more comfortable and complete like I couldn't imagine not knowing my other half or either or even one of my parents like that would really just be this ongoing you know avoid so I think what you're doing is important yeah absolutely yeah I agree um, okay, so some of the suggestions that were here, certainly the, just the DNA, which, which I've done. And actually, just, just thinking, there was another um, story I'd heard from someone who had done their DNA. Mm-hmm. They found someone that they were related to that was a first cousin, and they had no idea that they had a cousin because they, they had one aunt. This aunt was in her 90s. Mm-hmm. He he realized there was a connection with this cousin and the aunt, but he called the aunt who had no children and said, is it possible that you may have a a child? And she said, she goes, no, no. And so it actually took a few times talking to her. And I don't know if it's when he, till he got her in person. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that actually, yes, indeed, she did have a child, but it was, so she'd be in her 90s. So this was back in the time when if you had a child at a wedlock and whatever, um, it was kept hush-hush. So that was exactly what it was. She was pregnant. Nobody knew about it. They had the baby, um, gave the baby up for adoption. And I think she just erased it from her mind and went through her life. Um, you wow, know, like actually, actually, having... belie- actually believing that she didn't have a child. Yes. Yeah. Like, like she just, but she finally connected with him and said, well, actually, yes, but she probably in, you know, 70 years, not opened her mouth about that at all. And so finally did. So he ended up connecting them and they, they ended up having a great relationship for the remainder of, of her uh, lifetime, which is 
super cool. Like, so it's, so it's interesting with that DNA thing of just, that was, you know, somewhat random that this, this connection was made. It was just kind of, kind of cool. Well, I've read, I've read studies that when people experience like traumatic experiences or events, their mind actually blocks it out. Like you go into kind of some kind of not denial. It's just kind of like you literally try and repress those mm -hmm. memories of trauma. And uh, I could see how that I, I potentially could happen in that situation, you know, like. If, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Of, She's, yeah. She was. To say no. So some people also sent me because most likely he's in Italy. So um, some people sent me links to an Italian, um, like a page to, to look people up um, in Italy. Uh, some groups in Toronto where he would have been. Um, there are some Italian groups in Toronto, so they they sent uh, links there who you know could be associated. And someone just sent me one for LinkedIn with his name, which is probably not him because I've looked at anything online. I've actually messaged all the Francesco Stordos uh, on Facebook and the ones that spoke Italian, I just used Google Translate to translate it and sent it all out. That was probably over a year ago that I did that and I, I really didn't get back anything. Um, so, so it's really, uh, really, yeah, at a loss. So, mm -hmm. so we'll see what happens over the holidays as I, I dig a bit deeper. But Well, I think this is a timely conversation too, because in the holidays, you do have these people that are, you know, wanting to reconnect or people mm -hmm. are more open, right? People are more open to, uh, yeah, j just think about their lives and their families and things like that. And you know, um, I'll just put this out there for anyone watching that is on the fence if you should connect or reconnect and contact someone that's been missing in your life. Absolutely. And, and don't think that they're not thinking of you because as a parent myself that's been separated from their child, like I would do anything to be able to have that connection restored. And like, it's just what I'm waiting for. And, you know, there's a prayer that my mom um, uh, mentioned, I, I, I told her about this past uh, episode that I did with this guy, Eric, and the whole court process of the family court. And she just said, you know, this affects more people than just the people involved. Like there's grandparents mm. for you, you have your children that would love to know who their grandfather was, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like this ripple effect that it just affects so many more people than just like you think the one or two people involved. Because there's, you know, my grandpa, my parents have been also separated from their only grandchild. You know, like it's it's awful, and that's deliberately. You know, your situation's not deliberately, but there's a lot of people out there that deliberately try and sever relationships for their own selfish motives. Like it's it's the worst, and I think that hopefully through all the conditioning or. Um, brainwashing that goes through with that. I hope that people watching this will be able to think for themselves and live for themselves and do the right thing and open your heart. Um, even though you might feel that you're betraying your foster parents who raised you or the single mom who always told you that your dad is a deadbeat dad, but the deadbeat dad never even knew that he existed or something, you know, like you never know what the real situation is. So I think that this, 
situation that you posted about is obviously opening up this conversation that will hopefully be a ripple effect to um, just help people heal or reconnect because, you know, your whole life, your father was just this lingering figure that was yeah. unknown, right? Kind of like I, I picture kind of like a blank shadow, right? Mm -hmm. um, when, when I was thinking yeah. about this call, I was kind of thinking like, oh, like imagine if I didn't have my dad my whole life, like I would be a totally different person. Um, and it's and a funny thing too, because because I, I never really thought I was attached to it. I just knew, okay, well, there's this person and I didn't really think about it. It wasn't until I did counseling later on in, in my adult years and they, they asked me about it. And, and I thought, well, I don't know. I don't have any feeling in particular. And when they started to press into it, I realized, Oh, there's a lot there that I didn't realize of like emotions that were there. Yeah. yeah they were just buried inside that I just didn't know, like you sadness, anger, all of that. And, and, uh, yeah, it was super interesting. So I think sometimes we don't also don't realize, uh, how much, um, it means to us as well. Sometimes, you know, I can totally vouch for that. Um, I remember it was Christmas time. And the thing is, the way that people get conditioned is what they think is normal for their family, how generations pass, right? So like, I can't even hardly be mad or angry at um, my ex because her family, her mother did the same thing to her. And I remember the first time that she met her father, I was there after they didn't talk for like, I think it was decades, like probably like 15 years or something. And I went to this Christmas with her and she was like crying, but she still had this hatred towards him. And I met him. I'm like, he's like the nicest guy. Like, and, and I knew her mother that's a total train wreck. And, uh, and it's too bad how people can just be so manipulated, you know? And then that becomes their reality. They have these preconceived notions for whatever reason that was just kind of implanted, you know? And people think that it doesn't bother them. Like, I remember like my other friend that's like, didn't really care that he doesn't talk to his dad anymore. Like he hasn't talked to his dad for years. And this is common. Like the more I hear about these situations and I've been doing coaching and counseling with people and, and it's shocking how many people actually, I was with a friend tonight. She's like a very successful doctor. Hasn't talked to her father in like eight years and they live in the same wow. city, you know, wow. like yeah. there's so much out there that are just layered into these family dynamics and a lot of people could have parents, but still feel abandoned, right? Mm -hmm. Because yes. not, just because they're there doesn't mean that they're really connected or yeah, emotionally present. Are present yeah. Right? So, and, and that's probably because their parents were never connected with them. And it's just this generational thing that goes on. And it really comes Absolutely. down to the person to try and change that you know like it's it's really yeah. important to try and you can only hope that each generation gets better yeah. yeah yeah and uh i think that it it takes work you know and it takes putting putting egos aside the past aside and just being like look it let's work this out you know and it's not saying that every relationship has to be roses and just like you know no issues families are families they have their struggles they have their fights and their their conflicts but at the end of the day, if you're not talking to your mother for like 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and then she dies, you're going to mm -hmm. feel like you're going to feel that's the worst. You know, like people think that they always have time 
to reconceal or make things right, but you don't, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. And that's, that's where I, I always put it in that line. You know, if I was on my deathbed, would I regret doing something or not doing something? And, and I kind of weigh a lot of things from there. Cause I don't want, I don't want to be on my deathbed regretting anything in my life. And uh, so I, I think it's a great point to, or scale to put it on, you know, in, in a sense to, for people to really think about that, you know, and not be I, afraid, I guess. Yeah. As well. Yeah, like for me, I'm absolutely terrified of my parents passing away. Like I'm an only child. I have no brothers or sisters. Mm. You know, like I'm sitting here actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe so, some halves, but I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's even more reason to try and connect with them, you know? Like it's mm. uh it, it's just like that's my biggest fear is losing my parents because mm. they're everything to me. And I feel bad for people that don't have that opportunity to be, have a close relationship. Like, even though I live away, I, I talked to my parents, I talked to my parents for two hours this weekend, you know, nice. my mom and my dad, every Saturday I call them, we talk for like at least an hour this weekend was two hours. And, uh, you know, like I know people that have been living in the same city of their parents and they haven't even talked to their parents for a couple months, let alone two hours every week, you know? So I think that family is the most important thing. And, don't take it for granted because it can just be gone like that. And if you are missing someone in your life, maybe take this opportunity over the Christmas holidays to reconnect. And, uh, you know, my mom said something really powerful over this weekend on our call. She said, you know, maybe my son's name is Ethan. And she said, just pray that Ethan's heart will be opened up and free to re uh, establish the relationship that, because I, we used to have a great relationship. I used to talk to him every week as well and go visit um, every every winter and every summer from here. And it's it's really incredible how fast things can change, you know? Like it's, it's, you know, don't write anyone off and always have hope and faith that, you know, exactly. parents can get reconnected with their children or brothers or sisters or exes, who knows, right? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. well, I think that uh, I think that this has been hopefully a powerful message following up from my last family episode to give the opposite perspective from a child uh, having the void of uh, a missing parent. Um, is there anything else you'd like to kind of wrap up with or, or share anything to the? Uh, no. no, I think that's it. I, I, I appreciate uh, connecting and, and talking about it. It, um, it is a fascinating topic for sure. And I look forward to hopefully popping on some future time and letting you know what uh, the results are of my search. <laughs> that, that, that would be amazing. It would be like a Dr. Phil show or something, you know, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'll definitely be, uh, you know, keeping that in my thoughts and prayers for you, that there is some kind of, uh, even, even so, you know, you know, like even if he's not here, that you're, there's a way you can have closure at some, on some level, you know, like completion and learn about his family or have some kind of information that, that comes out of this. And, um, you know, I'll have this linked up below if there's anyone that comes across this and wants to assist in your, uh, in your search, it's definitely a, a valid one. And you know, like whenever I hear stories like this, I can only imagine what parents go through that, or anyone goes through that has like their their child just go missing. You know, like one of my one of my friends from 
when I was young, he just disappeared. He just literally disappeared out in BC. Yeah, yeah. And his parents still don't even know what happened. No body was ever found. Just literally, he's my age. He'd be, you know, in his mid-30s now. And it's the strangest thing. Yeah, it's horrifying. That's like the worst worst nightmare for, yeah. for any parent. I can't yeah. Even yeah. imagine. I don't even like to imagine those scenarios just because they're so, yeah, it's so intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, let's end on a high note. Maybe just share what you do about your, uh, your awesome business of helping people be more uh, tidy and minimalistic. That's, uh, that's a really cool Yeah, absolutely. I um, started a business, um, well, I've sort of been doing it most of my life, and I had friends that would hire me to help them get organized at home and find systems that worked better and uh, set things up so they flowed and they could find things and all that. And um, so last year, I dived in more full time. And so I've been helping people get organized, whether it's a whole house, maybe it's part of a house, um, garage, basements, everything. We, we dive in and, you know, it's busy families. Maybe someone's lost someone um, and they have to deal with going through all of their stuff. Um, that's, a, that's a huge, huge. My mom has been the executive heir for an estate. Yeah. And she had like the last, it's been going on for like two years trying to get, yeah. sell everything, manage everything. All, like it's, it's a huge endeavor. So I can see it where is. people need assistance with that. Yeah. And it's emotional for the person that, uh, that's left as well, going through everything and, and being able to let go is, is really difficult. So, yeah, so a, a lot of different, different types of people, people have moved and, and they haven't actually unpacked in two years or finished unpacking. So I've helped them sort that out. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's been great. We, we live in an age of stuff and uh, we're constantly accumulating. I actually say it's, it's hard to keep things outside. It's like work to, to not bring things into the house and have more things to deal with. So uh, I really encourage people to, to really, break it down to the essentials. Um, but it's layers. There are some people that are ready for, for one thing and, and that's just going through once. And then you can do, you know, another layer until you, you, you really get down to feeling like you've, you've just got what you need. Right. Well, that's, that's the whole thing that I'm so big on is minimalism. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm just really, really all about just simplifying, getting rid of all the just junk and, you know, we, we briefly spoke about a couple of resources, the, the art of tidying up. Is that what the book yes. is called? Yeah. Yeah. Marie Kondo. Yeah. She yeah. actually has a Netflix video on now too. So oh, really? or a next Netflix movie, I guess, or not a movie. Sorry. It's, I think it just goes through uh, some of her clients, but uh, it's a new, it's a new series that's going to be on Netflix. So yeah, right. it's, it's a, it's a hot topic for sure. Um, and it, because honestly, I think everyone who's done it, you, you just, you feel so good when you've pared things down and you just have left less stuff. It's, it's, it's really freeing and it feels good. It feels amazing. No, I, I totally agree. Like there's another good movie called The Minimalists, like uh, that, yeah. that was a big Netflix show that came out a year or two ago. And I yeah. love what he said. He said, you know, we spend our life getting things that we don't need to impress people that we don't really like, you know, like that's basically like the, the whole hamster wheel of society now is just trying to get more and more and more 
to impress more and more people that don't really care anyway. So it's kind of, uh, you know, that's what living in Asia, it's really kind of shown me just how to simplify, you know, like I go to, like I'm going to be in Bali for most of the, the winter here coming up next month. And, you know, people just living in like a simple hut or villa on the beach and just happier than most people living in, you know, mansions in Hollywood, you know? So yeah. it's, I'm definitely, I'm definitely all about it. So good for you for, yeah. hiding up this world <laughs> yes yes exactly exactly one house at a time <laughs> well, well sure. thanks so much i'll have your information linked below if people want to kind of follow up and follow your journey you. of tidiness and your uh your ongoing search for your father which i hope uh is not an ongoing journey for much longer and thanks so much for being so open and vulnerable for sharing about you know something that a lot of people don't really talk about right so um i i thought this would be a great way to follow up from the previous episode and uh yeah that was just uh really cool and hopefully people listening will uh will take action in some regard to uh do what they need to do definitely thank you so much i appreciate it absolutely okay thanks everyone talk to you on the next episode uh, share this with maybe somebody that is going through a similar situation that you, that you just heard about here. Um, this might be the motivation that they need to go ahead and repair that relationship or pick up the phone to make that phone call that's been lingering. So, all right. Merry Christmas, everyone, and see you on the next one.